Good morning, class. Good morning, Brother Keith. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is a place where my spirit is fed, where my faith grows stronger, and where I learn how to be an overcomer. The, the faith life, faith in God I'm talking about, it is the most exciting life. It is the most excellent life. It's the best life you could possibly live. People talk about living their best life. Cannot be done without faith in God. Cannot happen without faith in God. But by faith in Him, following Him, you'll wind up in places that you never imagined you could go. Uh, with things and, and a part of things that you never dared dream that you would or you could. That's how good God is. But it takes faith to follow Him, and there's a lot of things will try to talk you out of it, and try to prevent you and get in your way, hinder you, hold you back. That's the enemy's, one of his big activities is hindering, hindering. He's a sorry cuss. He's always trying to... Uh, mess up your business and get get involved to hinder and delay and deter and deceive. But we're not ignorant of his devices. Right. Hallelujah. And faith makes you an overcomer. Get your Bible, something to make a note with. Come into the classroom with us. We saved you a seat right up here in the front. Uh, we, we don't like to say we're coming into your room or whatever. No, you come in here with us. Because these folks have faith and we want you surrounded with faith in this atmosphere and environment here. And in his presence and in his light, you change. As you behold his glory, you're changed into the same image uh, from glory to glory by the Spirit of the Lord. Father, all of us agree together, touching this, asking this for your anointing. Uh, revelation of your truth, answers and direction for right now, applicable, direct things to apply right now. We ask for it and for the wisdom and understanding and grace. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Look please in our great textbook, the Bible, to 1 John 5th chapter. We've been looking at this all week, uh, talking about faith that overcomes. First John 5 and 1, it says, Whosoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. That's how you are born from above, born a second time, is by believing that Jesus is the Son of God. He is the Christ, the Messiah, the Redeemer. If you say, well, you know, I, I believe in God, but I don't, know, I, I don't know that I believe that Jesus is the Messiah, then according to the Bible, you're not saved. Now, I know people don't like it that plain and clear, 
But you either be, believe the Bible or you don't. The scripture, actually this passage in 1 John says, if you say, well, I don't know if Jesus is the Messiah or not, it says you are calling the Father a liar. That's how serious it is. Because to the Father, the Father God, the creator of heaven and earth, there is no more precious thing to him than his son. And for him to give Jesus, and he go to the cross, pay the price, go to the heart of the earth, bear the judgment, be raised from the dead, set down at the right hand of majesty. And for you to say, well, yeah, but I don't know if he's the one or not. I, I don't like him. You're not okay with God. Because he said he's the one. He said he is the fulfillment. He is the only way to me. So it's not okay. And I know people try to say, well, yeah, but you know, I, I believe in God in my own way. Well, either you're right and the Bible's wrong or the Bible's right and you're wrong. There's only one God. There's only one way to God. And it is Christ. Now, you can believe anything you want to believe. And when this life is over, when you breathe your last breath, we're all going to find out for, for real. But will it be too late? Will you, will you be wrong that you have rejected God's son and called him a liar? No. Don't try to figure everything out in your head. Check your heart. Check your heart. If the Bible is truth and the word is right about these things, then your, your inner man is created of God. That He's the father of spirits. And inside you, when you hear these words, it's telling you this is true. Jesus is the Messiah. He is the fulfillment of scripture. He is the only way. How could Hundreds and hundreds of prophecies prophesied centuries and centuries before be fulfilled to the letter about this man called Jesus. How? How could all these things happen like this? It's, it's too beyond for human beings to make up. And in your heart, you know it's real. Just get out of your head for a minute. Check your heart. And your heart will say, yes, he's the one. And if you'll acknowledge that, oh my, you will be totally changed. You will be born of God. You'll find out what you were created to be. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We don't know who's watching today, but everybody say it. Father God. I believe in you, and I do believe that Jesus is your son, the Messiah, the Savior of the world, that you sent him, and he died on the cross, and paid for all our sins, and redeemed us. I receive all that Jesus has done. All that the Son of God has accomplished. I receive salvation. I receive redemption. And I confess Jesus 
as Lord of my life. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. The, the, the Bible says if you will be, uh, believe in your heart uh, that God has raised Christ from the dead, if you will confess Jesus is Lord, Romans 10 says you will be saved. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I have done that. You have done that. You have done that. We're saved. We are what he's talking about right here, born of God. Amen. Oh, somebody say, I'm born of God. I'm, I'm, born, of God. I'm born of God. I'm born of God. In verse 4 says, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. We've already talked about this, but it has to be God's will that you overcome the world or he wouldn't have said this. He wouldn't make you a world overcomer. And then it be his will for you to be trampled and defeated and consumed and destroyed. It's God's will for you and I to win over and over again. Keep winning. Keep overcoming. Keep triumphing. That's God's will. And whatever's born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. That's how you do it. It is the will of God that you be born of him. It is the plan of God that everybody born of him is an overcomer. And how you do it is with your individual faith. Our faith. My faith is the victory that overcomes the world. Say that out loud. My faith, My faith in, God in God is the victory, is the victory that, overcomes the world. that overcomes the world. My uh, Father in the faith that I grew up under spiritually, Kenneth Hagin, who's in heaven now, he, he used to say this periodically. He'd say, the spirit of faith is the spirit of victory. The spirit of faith is the spirit of victory. Now you'll see the Bible talking, the New Testament refers to the spirit of fear. It also refers to the spirit of faith. And you can see that here, what is the victory that overcomes the world? Even our faith. Said out loud, the spirit of faith, the spirit of faith is, is the spirit of victory. Spirit of victory. You could also say it's the spirit of the overcomer. The spirit of the overcomer, like we talked about, I believe it was yesterday's class, these words, uh, Nike and Nikano, uh, Hooper, Nikano, uh, they have to do with victory, victory and triumph. And that's God's plan. That's God's will. It is our spiritual makeup. I mean, the, the very cells of your being in the very spirit created in God cries for victory, reaches for victory, is never okay with defeat. Never, never okay with loss and failure and, and being stolen from and being killed and being destroyed. Because we know that's not God. That's not the work of God. If it was God, okay, we'd lay down, let it happen. But he told us it's not, it's not him. He told us it's the thief coming to steal from you and kill from you and destroy from you. And I've made you more than a conqueror. I've made you an overcomer. Overcomers, overcome. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the way they do it, 
is their faith. My faith is the victory that overcomes the world. He goes on to say, and who is he that overcomes the world? He repeats it. But he that believes that Jesus is the Son of God. Now one thing that uh, I'd like to make real clear, depending on what you watch and what you listen to or read, we are not talking about victory through faith in ourselves. Are y'all with me, class? Just, fa- just, just believe. Just believe. Just believe that you can do it. There are people who accomplish certain things just by kind of hijacking some of God's principles of faith and using them partially, but it only works so far and it doesn't work completely and it doesn't last. I'm not talking about just having faith in faith or just having faith in ourselves. We're talking about faith in God. And that's a giant difference. Faith in God, and he keeps talking about the Master, Jesus, the Christ. And like we said from Hebrews, it says Jesus is the author and the finisher. He is the, the, the pioneer and the perfecter, is an accurate way of saying that, of our faith. So I'm not just talking about, you know, I'm going to be positive, I'm going to believe that I can, and so I can. No, I'm positive that God is right. Hallelujah. I'm persuaded that what he says, I trust, I can trust and act on, and my faith and trust is in him. Uh, Once in a while, especially around Christmas time, you'll see a lot of these little shows and stuff, and half of them or more, uh, some of their central theme is you have to believe. You just just believe. And every time I hear that, it makes me want to turn it off. <laughs> you might say, what's wrong with that? Belief based on nothing is presumption. And that's how you have major meltdowns and failures. Faith based on nothing is headed for failure and disaster, total disappointment. You're believing with all your might, and it ain't going to happen. You're going to fall on your face. And so that's not faith in God. That's not faith that results in victory. Just believe what? And they're talking about believing in things at the North Pole. Right? I mean, they're talking about, no, you don't want to believe in stuff that doesn't exist. You don't want to believe in things that are not true. And you certainly don't want to tell your little ones, just believe, just believe. Anytime you hear that word, just believe, there's an empty blank on the other side. Believe what? Based on what? Oh, oh, just believe. That's not faith. That's, that's faith based on nothing. That's presumption. Presumption, which is going to end badly. Mm-mm. Faith comes, anybody remember what the Bible said? How, how does faith come? Not by wishing it or willing it into existence. <laughs> it comes by hearing what somebody you can trust said. Hallelujah. And then making a decision to trust what they said. 
So you couldn't trust in what they said until you heard what they said. So it's not just believe. It's not faith based on nothing. It's faith based on a solid foundation of it is written. Thus saith the Lord. Right? I heard from the Spirit. Backed up with Scripture. Hmm? Faith. Standing. That's why Hebrews 11 talks about faith is the substance. Uh, that word can also be translated foundation. Faith is the foundation of things hoped for or expected. It's not faith based on wishful thinking. So he said, talking about faith is the victory that overcomes the world. And in believing in Jesus, go back to Romans 8. We, we started to talk about this in previous lesson. Let's continue. Romans 8 had said, if verse 31, if God's for us, who can be against us? Nay, in all these things, we're more than conquerors through him that loved us. What is the victory that overcomes the world? It's our faith. Now, in the 10th chapter, he gets into this in detail. And he bring, there's, a, there's a word that even if you've been in the faith camp, you may not have noticed it as much. I want to point it out to you today. Romans 10, he talks about being saved, being born again, believing on God, believing on Jesus. And he said, uh, verse 9, if you'll confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Not, not you might, not it could be, you shall. If you do those things, you shall, you will. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And you will find over and over again, those are the two big components of our part of a miracle. Our part of God being able to do things in our life that's his amazing will. Your heart, believing in your heart. That's not your head. That's not reasoning. That's not thinking. It's a choice to trust in your heart. Believing in your heart. And what else? What's, what's the other component? And confessing with your mouth. Faith without an action, James says, is dead. There's such a thing as inoperative, non-functioning faith. Boy, you don't, you don't want that. What is it? It's just... Claiming you believe something with no action on it. Faith must be acted upon. Faith must be expressed, number one, in word. There are other deeds and actions that are, can be actions of faith, but the biggest one will always be your words. Think about the new birth that he's talking about here, being born from above. That's a far greater miracle than being healed physically. Healing's God's will too for your body. But healing is repair work on an existing thing. It's restoration or cleansing or renewal. The new birth 
your spirit didn't get healed. You got recreated. Recreated. All things gone. Everything inside new. A new creation in Christ. And, and, and so you don't want to say, you know, I got saved and God healed me inside, uh, healed, healed my spirit. No, your spirit was recreated. And, it's, and you don't want to use Old Testament terminology by saying, yeah, and he covered my sins. No, that's what animal blood did, was cover it for a year until they covered it again with more sacrifices. But Jesus, once for all, offered up his holy spotless blood on the mercy seat and it doesn't just cover your sins that it needs to be covered over again and again in the future it washes away your sins oh hallelujah washes away purges is a word cleanses you and not only uh, you know when it talks about cleansing from sin it purges the conscience of sin and condemnation and shame. And the blood of the Lamb, faith in the blood, is the only thing that can do that. No amount of counseling, no amount of taking drugs, you know, uh, for, for mental problems, no amount of any of that can cleanse a guilty conscience. Cannot. You can ignore it. You can pretend it's not there. You can talk about it for hours and hours and try to convince yourself that it don't matter and it'll still be right there in the background. The guilt, the shame, the embarrassment. But there is something. Hallelujah. The one and only thing, the blood. Of the Lamb. The life is in the blood. And the eternal life of God is in the spotless, uh, the blood of the spotless Lamb. And that blood, faith in that blood, has the power to wash you and purge you from sin and to cleanse your conscience so that you no longer have the shame or the guilt or the condemnation. Hallelujah, but that you have a realization that you truly have been cleansed and washed and made righteous and made holy and made clean. You didn't earn it. You didn't achieve it. You didn't deserve it. You just received it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody say, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. And any time that you're reminded of something or let's say you missed it big time today and your heart's bothering you about it, your conscience is bothering you about it, well, you need to repent immediately. Don't go on for days and months without dealing with that. Repent. What does that mean? Acknowledge it to God. There may be a person you need to acknowledge it to as well, but confess it to him it's not that Jesus needs to pay something else for the price. He's already paid for it, but you need to receive what he's done for that so that you're, you're cleansed and purged. And what you want to do is when you say, Lord, I, I did that, 
that's wrong. I judge it wrong. I judge myself. And then you don't live in the shame of that. The moment you have done that, you say, I receive forgiveness. I receive the cleansing and washing of the blood of the Lamb. I receive the righteousness of Christ. And you want to you alert the enemy that you know now, I deserve no punishment Amen. for this. No judgment. Why? Because Jesus took my place. He was punished for this. He was judged in my place. So I, I deserve no punishment. Why? Because I receive the blood. I receive the cleansing. And that's really what it means when people say plead the blood. That's what you really should be talking about. I'm pleading innocent. I'm pleading not deserving of any judgment, which would include protection. Uh, so everybody act on this right now. Don't go day in and day out. Things bothering you, conscience and hurting you. When that's why Jesus came. Said out loud, I confess, I confess my, failures my failures and my mistakes. And my violation violation of, light, of light, transgression, transgression of what I know. But I, I won't live condemned because Jesus has paid for my sins. I confess the Lord has paid the full price for every failure, every mistake, every sin of mine that I have ever done. I receive cleansing and washing by the blood of the Lamb. I receive righteousness of Christ and I'm cleansed from all guilt and all shame and all condemnation and I deserve no punishment because the Lord took my punishment. I deserve no judgment because the Lord was judged in my place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And any time that the enemy tries to bring something to your thinking or remembrance, you say, no, I'm clean by the blood. I've been made clean. I'm clean by the blood. I'm washed by the blood. And the Lord said about that, he said, their sins and iniquities I will remember no more. Oh, hallelujah. And if he doesn't remember them, quit bringing them up. Right? <laughs> quit, quit talking about them. Hallelujah. And man, our time has gotten away from us again today. Said out loud, I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome the world by faith. I'm strong in faith, giving glory to God. And you want to be strong in faith in the blood. I've had people say, yeah, but preacher, you don't know what I've done. And I said, yeah, you don't know how powerful the blood is. Because regardless of what you've done, the blood is greater by far. Hallelujah. More powerful. How many believe the blood of the Lamb is more powerful than any sin or mistake that you've ever made? Amen.
and your faith is strong in that. We'll see you again soon, back here at Faith School. I've got